On today's show, big question for the Dallas Mavericks going into the offseason. Should they go after Rudy Gobert? Is he available? We'll mm. talk about the pros and cons, the yeses and the noes. All about that French center, the Stifle Tower. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Help us get to 12,000 subs. There's like 56% of you that are watching literally right now that are not subscribed. Hit the button. Help us get to 12K by the playoffs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the UNC Sun, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Super sad. No, actually, I'm not super sad. I, I'm actually proud of that Tar Heel team. They, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they were the definition of limping to a finish line, and obviously they didn't, didn't get to cross it, but... I, you know, that I just wasn't heartbroken after that game. I'm like, you tried your <laughs> hardest, and they were an eight seed. Like, it's crazy because it's North Carolina, and you're not supposed to, like, they're a, a juggernaut of a, fran- of a franchise, <laughs> of a school. But program, I think they call them. Yeah, yeah, program. But the fact that they're an eight seed and they made it to the title game, and I, like, that would have been talked about more if it wasn't North Carolina. Shout out to the guy who tweeted at me. It's like, yeah, they, it's not that surprising, though, because they have. <laughs> okay, well, show me your bracket five. then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it was a it was a fun. I thought it was a fun tournament. And it was just a wild, weird season. Happy for former Dallas Maverick, Hubert Davis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it felt a lot like that. The Bengals run, to be honest, like. <laughs> Like nobody ever thought you were gonna get there. You you beat the True. team that you know no one thought you could beat, and then you get to the, the end, and then it's like, oh well, we're just happy to be here. And then you almost win it. And you're like, oh dang, <laughs> for right there, right there to win it. Um, and both both, both star players for both teams limping at, <laughs> at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but right. we uh, we killed Coach K. So <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, today can't spell killed without K. Some of you may be wondering, why are you guys talking about Rudy Gobert right now? Like, why now? The Mavericks are playing well. They're getting close to the three seed. They're getting, you know, the playoffs are coming up. Why are you guys talking about the offseason right now? Well, mm. over the last couple of weeks here, the, I don't know if you've noticed, the reason why the Mavericks can get up to the three seed and the reason why the Mavericks are probably going to get home court advantage in these playoffs is the Jazz have been sliding here a little bit. The Jazz have just not been their best they definitely are not the team that they were last year they're definitely not the team that they've been the last couple of years here because uh things are just off with them there's so many just you know different things last year they had a 72 you know percent winning percentage that's an insane winning percentage it was their one of their greatest in NBA in a in team history for them and now it's you know they're, they're still playing decently well but they're just not up to their same standards and it just feels like everything's bubbling over it feels like there's going to be some changes tim mcmahon talked about those potential changes on the low post podcast 
Um, Zach Lowe's podcast said the Mavericks would have significant interest in jazz center Rudy Gobert if he's available on the market per information from an internal and external sources. Mark Stein also backed that up and said Gobert is considered more likely to become available via trade than Mitchell. If Gobert is shopped, two teams expect to express interest are the Dallas Mavericks and the Toronto Raptors. So let's get into it. Isaac Harris, why Gobert and why now? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to save my, my full opinion on it until the third segment of this pod of whether I think oh, Dallas good tease. Let's go. Yeah, good, good tease there. But I'm so intrigued what happens with Utah. And it just it feels like they're at that point that it's like, hey, you can't just run it back next year. And I mean, there's a reason why we've been wanting Utah in a playoff series. Yeah. And, and recently, over the past month, Shocking here. They've had some, you know, passive aggressive sniping at each other through, you know, media and all of that. And is it passive aggressive if it's so obvious? <laughs> I mean, I guess not. But you know, Rudy said his things. Donovan Mitchell said his things. And yeah, I mean, if they get put out in the first round, they have to sh- shake something up. It feels like Gobert would be the natural thing because why give up on your young superstar and Donovan Mitchell? But I am. This is one of the biggest questions I think of the whole offseason. If they do trade him, yeah, is figuring out what his trade value is. Like, what on earth is Rudy Gobert's trade value for a guy who's 29 years old, and at the end of his contract, he's going to be 34 years old, making 46 million dollars. And I will go over all of his contract numbers in a little bit. But just that alone, combined with just the narrative of like him in the playoffs, whether that's true or not true. And it, it, he gets played off the floor. Is he the reason why they lose? Like all this stuff, everybody has different opinions on. I'm just fascinated to see, like he could get multiple first round picks from a team and a, uh, you know, a couple players and it wouldn't shock me. He could go for like a salary filler and like a unprotected first. And it wouldn't shock me either. So I'm just, I don't know. What, you just say something? No, that's that second option is the one the Mavs have. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like, and so your question of like, why now? I think that's why now for Rudy to potentially be on the trading blocks because Utah has to change up something to satisfy Donovan Mitchell. Why, if you're Dallas, would you be interested? I mean, we could go all day for the different reasons on it. I mean, one, I just want to throw this in there. His agency is somebody that Dallas is very familiar with. He has the same agent of Frank Nilakina. He has the mm-hmm. same agent of uh, Jan Mahinmi. So he and his agent, his agent lives in Dallas. But it's like <laughs> th- there, there is which I mean, at this point, every team has relationships with every agent and all of the stuff. But there are natural. His agent represents a lot of uh, French players, Fournier. Um, Nick Nicholas Batum, like so many of these guys are represented by this guy. So Dallas definitely has a relationship with his agent to where if he did hit the block, and if you're Rudy Gobert, I joked about this on Twitter the other day that he's like looking at Dwight Powell, envious of Dwight Powell. <laughs> if you're Rudy Gobert and you know you're on the trading block and you know you're gonna go somewhere else, who else would you rather go play for? Than the best pick and roll guy in the entire NBA in Luka Doncic. You know he's going to want to come to Dallas. Yeah, and so it's an obvious part. Of, and also, I want to push back and say that interest doesn't all, isn't everything, right? Like, of course you're going to have interest in a player that's three-time defensive player of the year, right? It doesn't mean they're going to sell the farm for him. They're going to trade everything, like all their future picks and everything. They're just going to go all out for him. It doesn't mean they're like totally sold on him that's 
It's not the same as the Giannis plan from a couple years ago, right? Where they're just gonna, all right, yeah. we can't make any moves. We're just gonna wait on what Giannis is gonna do, and then we'll, you know, we'll not, you know, add any free agents or anything just because we're waiting to see what Giannis can do. Because if that happens, then it changes our franchise forever, right? Then that's the that's such an obvious, obvious type one, you know, day one move that we would make. I don't think this is the same thing. That there's gonna have to be some decisions that they'll have to make, and there's gonna be have to be some conversations you have to have both with, you know, Luca. You know, in back channels with Rudy Gobert and you know all over the place to see, um, you know, see how it would work basketball wise. Though there's all kinds of pros and all kinds of things that we'll talk about in a second here, um, but it's happening now because the Jazz are are seem like this this is coming to an end. I feel like I've even heard David Locke talk about that. Hey, it feels like this era is sort of coming to an end for the Jazz. At least mm-hmm. the effectiveness of this era. Uh, now watch this. Now watch this team like beat the Warriors in the first round and, <laughs> and like oh. you know get to the Western Conference Finals somehow. Um, but it does feel like this this era is, is go, moving on. And then we had a couple of these reports saying that Gobert would be the most likely one to be moved. Now, it, it, unless it, unless Mitchell asks out, I, true. I, I don't. One of the things I did I didn't understand when listening. I'm sure a lot of you guys listen to McMahon on those those podcasts. One of the things I didn't understand was, hey, if they trade Rudy, they'd have to trade Mitchell or in all of that. Like it's a, I if I'm Utah, Donovan's so young. Why not try to retool? Like I, I mean, I get yeah. he can ask out and all of that, but I still feel like there's a window that you. <laughs> if the could... Blazers think they can retool around Damian Lillard at his age, then why why can't the Jazz retool around Donovan Mitchell when he's you know 25? Yeah, so then so then it kind of flips to the other side too of okay, well, what if Donovan does you know what if he does ask out and they do trade him somewhere else? Wouldn't they just keep Rudy at that point and just say, hey, you're going to be one of our guys that just stays with our franchise for a long time? And then whoever else you bring in, it's going to be another guard or playmaker on the wing or something like that. And then just try, unless you just want to go the full teardown route and just dump Rudy at that point. But I don't know. I'm just I don't know what is going to happen with them. I mean, they have a great part owner in Dwayne Wade that I'm sure will lead them to the promised land. I can't even finish that. It's not a, it's not <laughs> even tried, April Fool's anymore. real hard. <laughs> You try real hard to finish. All right, coming up, let's talk about the pros and cons of this for the Mavericks, both on the court and off the court, because there's a lot of, there's both for, for for both of those things, right? Yeah. The good and the bad. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Daily Fantasy Made Easy. If you want to have some fun, play pop. Play Prize Picks. It's PrizePicks.com. You can download the award-winning app. You pick two to five players and an over/under based on their projections. You can win up to ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's safe and it offers fast withdrawals. You can download the app on the App Store and Google Play. And right now they're offering, uh, you know, a fun thing for you. If you go to Prize Picks, they have an exclusive no-brainer offer for all of the users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry, entry scores a single point, but you must use the promo code NBA. It's just the word NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Lockdown fans. Sign up today. Use the promo code NBA for $50 free at prize picks on the website or on their award-winning app. Also, want to tell you about Bet Online. College basketball is over now. Both the women's and the men's tournaments and South Carolina wins for the women's. Kansas wins for the... For the men's, it's it's always weird to me when like a a state with no basketball like wins the like no NBA team wins the, the college tournament. I don't know why. There's all kinds hmm. of NBA stuff. There's all kinds of off season things that you can look forward to. WNBA championship odds: Connecticut Sun plus three fifty. The Aces, Aces, Aces plus three seventy five. Semantic Association. 
The Dallas Wings plus five thousand. That is that is not a, a bet I would huh. take this year. That is a young team trying to figure out what they're doing. But they'll probably be back in the playoffs this year. Uh, so if you want to go put some money down on one of those WNBA teams, go and check it out at Bet Online. Go head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks for bringing Lockdown Maps your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game, even though there were none tonight. With analysis from your local experts, it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac. Let's start with the. Let's just start with the on the court stuff with Rudy Gobert because I feel like that's a little more interesting and more. Uh, are, are there any pros for him off the court? Qu- quantifiable. <laughs> uh, it adds another international player for the Mavs. I don't know okay, if they're okay, trying to okay. check them all off their their bingo <laughs> I chart. I was like, I don't know if there's any pros off the court right now. But um, so on the court, obviously the pros start and end with the defensive end. The Mavs have, you know, when they when they traded Chris Ops Porzingis, one of the things that I said was this defense is probably going to get a little worse because Porzingis has been a really good rim protector and the Mavs had built a really, really, really good defense around around their wings and then the rim protector was kind of a secondary thing. With Rudy Gobert, you can just, all of a sudden, it makes all of your wing defenders better. Like, the reason why that that Jazz team was so good with wing defenders like, you know, Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich and Royce O'Neal, like just those three guys basically, and Don Mitchell a little bit. Just with those guys, because Rudy was back there, right? He was yeah. back there, and like, look at the on-off numbers for him this year, and then the last couple of years. His numbers are crazy when you look at how good his team was when he's out there defensively. The Mavs can just build their whole system around him, uh, and still be able to do some of the switchy stuff when they want to put in Dwight Powell later, and it'll still work mm-hmm. for them. They have that that system built in already, and they bring in Rudy Gobert. It changes their it changes their defense completely. It would make it more even more of a strength for their team. And now all of a sudden you have a defense that Luka Doncic can go and, and take to you know the NBA Finals. I mean, honestly, I I toyed around with the idea that hey, if they had gotten Miles Turner this year, I think I would pick them maybe to go to the finals. And Rudy yeah. Gobert is another level of a defender for them. He raises he raises their floor as far as you know, as far as their defense. Of you know, when they when they come out and they don't have the effort right now defensively, and they're not just firing all over the court, switching and recovering and just all, all over the place. If they're if they're not like at the top of their game effort wise on defense right now, they're giving up 135 a game. <laughs> you know, but if Rudy's in there and you have some of these nights that to where you're like you just don't have it on the perimeter or you're not switching correctly, you're not communicating. Like Rudy's gonna raise the floor of your defense to where you're you're gonna be a good defensive team no matter what. Now, could you be an elite defensive team? Possibly. But yeah. you're gonna like your your floor is gonna be a good defensive team, and that would just change everything defensively with this team. And he just, you know, there's a difference also. I know we're gonna talk about him being a, a lob threat, but there's a difference between somebody being a lob threat and a big body. The fact that he can he can give you everything as a lob threat that Dwight does on the roll. Why are you smiling? Say it. Say the word. What he can set screens and then those screens can turn into no, I don't care. I'm not even gonna say anything about screens. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm saying that like Dwight is a great rim roller, elite rim roller, and yeah. he he's a lob threat. Rudy's a, a better lob threat, but the difference is Dwight's gonna come down the other end and be a mismatch on defense. He's he's not as big as a Jokic or an Embiid or something like that. They have to send doubles exactly. Rudy Gobert 
can be the rim roller that Dwight is, a big, bigger rim roller, bigger catch radius rim roller than Dwight is, and have the size on the defensive end to where he's not requiring a double in the post and be able to man up against some of these other guys. So that that is a unique thing about him, that he's not just a lob threat, but he's a big enough body of a lob threat that he can hold his own defensively. While we're on defense, the rebounding, right? Rebounding would be yeah. huge. Dwight Powell's taking a big step forward. Good for him, all that. But Rudy Gobert is leading the league in rebounds right now, 14, like almost 15 rebounds a game. And he's been, you know, between 11 and 11 and 14 rebounds a game since 2015, right? Like he has been absolutely eating on the boards. And that is a big thing that the Mavs would, would definitely take, right? Offensive rebounds. He averages almost four a game. This year, that yeah. is huge. Those are massive. Imagine the extra possessions. If you give Luca extra possessions, he wins games. Yeah, you look at. I was looking at Rudy's uh, synergy numbers as far as uh, as the uh, roll man in the pick and roll, and I just did a minimum of 150 possessions as the roll man. And can you guess who's number one on that in points per possession? The roll man. Oh, is Dwight, Powell. Dwight, yeah. <laughs> Dwight Powell, uh, number, number one at 1.4 <laughs> points per possession. After that's Clint Capella, then Sabonis, then Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert has 217 of those attempts. But it just shows you that he's he's a very good rim roller, and he doesn't even play with like a playmaking like point guard. Like Donnie's are all, all right. But I mean, well, we've all seen Conley. we've all seen well, yeah, yeah, Conley. But as far as like we've all seen the clips of them not passing to him or he's open, all this stuff. Like if we think Dwight Powell gets lobs right now, can you imagine? I couldn't even you couldn't give me the bet online number fast enough for who would lead the league in dunks for Rudy Gobert if he was a Dallas Maverick. Because I think he already Ru- does. Rudy Gobert, I mean, Rudy Gobert in Dallas would catch so many lobs and have so many easy baskets. How many times does Luca find Dwight rolling to the basket or underneath the basket for like so many easy, easy buckets. Now imagine him seven one with that crazy wingspan. And <laughs> it would just be, and having like him being such a good rim roller in that Dwight Powell spot and being better at it, which is crazy to think about him. Somebody being better at Dwight at rolling to the rim, it would create even more space for the shooters, right? Like, yeah. If you're if it raises that even up an, another notch, teams are going to be collapsing even more, creating even more space for shooters on the outside. That, I mean, that would just be wild to think about. Those are all incredible positives, right? Is there any more positives, offense or defense? Um, I would just, I mean, we would agree that that they would be an amazing regular season team, right? Like that. I mean, fifty plus for. Oh a, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, when when you talk about raising the floor, like of course they would be an re- amazing regular season team. But then the question becomes, okay, well then how do you take <laughs> it into the playoffs? And the, the same things that are happening to the Jazz happen to the Mavericks, uh, and that's where that's where these some of these cons come in. Um, the cons on the court are now all of a sudden you don't have this switchy defense that you can just you know yeah. you can do all the, the things that you've been doing. Um, and you're prone to go bear getting out and switches. And hopefully the Mavs would be able to cover up for it better than the Jazz have been able to cover up for it. Yeah. And it would give just a little bit of cushion to Luca. And I know we've praised Luca so much when it comes to his defense and how this season, I feel like, is, is his best defensive season. For sure. But it would give just a little bit of breathing room of 
Hey, oh no, we're talking about. Never mind. I was gonna stay on the positives for a second. I was gonna say this is going positive. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was wanting to. Yeah, that's because this is a positive world. We'll take the positive. Can I? I put this note down, and I just want to throw this out there. And I don't even want to attempt the last name. Say the thing. One more thing. One more positive thing. He Luca played with. Correct me if I'm wrong on how I'm saying this last name. Eddie Tavares. Tavares. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He played with him overseas, and I would like watching that. That's just anyway. I'm like, is that is that Luca and Rudy in the NBA potentially? Um, but on the court, it would it would change their defensive system what they have now. But they would also have that card in their back pocket, like you said a while ago. If they did, because this is one of the things you can keep going, Maxie and Dwight. <laughs> that, that's the thing of, we'll talk about in this third segment of you know if they did keep Dwight in the in a deal, if they traded you know for Rudy, then you at least have that card in your back pocket to where like hey we can still roll this when Rudy's on the bench. Another big positive is that all of a sudden your bench unit, if it's Dwight and Maxie off the bench as your bigs off the bench, we've been screaming for that for years. <laughs> like that's a they perfect, love playing together. Perfect bigs off the bench that you can continue to switch stuff you can continue to do all the things that you want to do with those two guys uh and it would it would you know that would be incredible for the Mavs all right let's talk about the cons because I have some <laughs> all right coming up we'll get into the reasons why the Mavs shouldn't do this the cons for Rudy Gobert and then we'll give our final things on the contract and if we think the Mavs should and should not pursue this in the offseason talk about that but before we do let me tell you about rockauto.com I don't know about you but it's a weird season in Texas right now there's hail. There's weird stuff. Storming weather, right weather now. Weather is weird. It's storming outside right now. You may, if you don't have cover over your car, I know that when I lived in apartment complexes, I didn't have covering over my car. I had to make some repairs. I had to fix some stuff. You can do that at Rock Auto. They have every part that you can need for your car or truck. Go check it out. Go see your car on there. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. I know. If you don't have covered parking, you need to save money on something. Right? Yep. <laughs> you got to save money. Rock Auto can do that. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on. And they're how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into the cons about Rudy Gobert. We talked a lot about the pros. We actually went longer on the, the pros than I expected. Uh, which I guess is good I mean, because it, you know, there's a lot for of pros. the people. We are for the people. The cons are it's it's another non-shooter <laughs> for the Mavs offensively, right? Like it's another yeah. non-shooter. You have to take that into account. And so, yes, the lob threat would be incredible, right? And uh, it, not that Dwight Powell has added the three-pointer, mm. three-point shot to his game yeah. this year. Uh, remember, remember back fan jam no, when he I took that. I don't remember. That three. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, he's got the green light. <laughs> Um, he had the green light for like a month and then Jason Kidd was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that ever. Don't do that ever again. Ever. Ever. Don't do that ever again. He's taken, he's taken 37 threes this year in 79 games. Dwight Powell has. Ooh, what's that percentage? But it's a, it's another non-shooter. And so that, that, you know, we saw what can happen when the Mavs have a, a big, that's a shooter like Porzingis. So if they, let's say they did get a miles Turner instead, that, that, opens up your offense a lot because Miles Turner can be a little bit of a roller. He's not as good as Dwight or Rudy, but he spaces the floor. And we've seen what the Mavs can do with a spacing big. They were the best offense in NBA history <laughs> at that point, yeah. right? And so that's something that the Mavs would not have. They'd have to settle with still keeping just this roller, 
and trying to figure out how to use him, trying to figure out, you know, the chemistry between him and Luca. Like that is a whole thing. The Dwight and Luca have gotten so good because they've played together for like four years now, right? They yep. they know each other. Luca's the one that wanted him in the starting lineup because he knows how to work with him best. He knows how to hit him just the right spots. They have a rhythm, right? The rhythm that we were waiting for Luca and KP to finally figure out again. They just never got back on that same page. It takes two specific people to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Go to a jazz, you know, Stockton and Lone. They had that chemistry, right? They had that two-man game where they could figure out exactly where this guy's going and, and that. Luca and Rudy would have to figure that out. Now, the question is, would they want to? I know Rudy would want to, but would Luca want to? Well, I mean, you have to you can't ignore it. Like just stand on off the court stuff. Like you you can't ignore that everybody seems to hate this guy. Like why why just on the Mavs. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like across the league. Like I I fired off a, a joke, half joking tweet of like, is he the most like disliked player, like least approval rating with players among the league? And it's like, what's the reason for that? Like, even on his team, like we've read the stuff with Donovan Mitchell and you know, like, so what is the reason for that? And then you you factor in Dwight's relationship with Luca, how well liked Dwight is. And so I have this question because, but I want to lump in the contract part of this too, because this is obviously a huge, huge thing for him. It is the biggest part. 29 years old this season, he's making $34.8 million. So kind of just write that off because he can't get trade or anything this season. So going into next year, he makes 37.6, then 40.4, then 43.2, then 45.9. This is according to Hoopside. I was going to say this, the Spotrack numbers are a little bit higher than those, but about the same. So here's my question. Is he worth 33 more million dollars for an, a year older, very well liked Dwight Powell? That, I think that, defensively, that's, he probably just by its, by, you know, I, I'm by not, itself. I'm not but, saying I have the answer for that. I'm just saying that's I think the question that, you have to ask. Because there is chemistry stuff that you can't ignore. There is the passive aggressive, aggressive media comments and the sniping toward yeah. about the team that a lot of times it, it, it kind of reminds me of the Porzingis stuff a little bit of like the, vi- hey, we- the vibes is one of the things I wrote down about negatives. Yeah, yeah and it's like, yeah, some of your comments aren't really false. But there's a reason why these comments don't come out in the media very often because it hurts the overall team chemistry and all this. Like, don't you don't be that honest a lot of times when it <laughs> comes to talking to the media. That was one of my things with KP to where like, all right, like just keep the mouth shut sometimes. Like, don't no, don't say that now. It makes it just look that so movie weird. liar. What's that movie liar liar? Like sometimes you just don't want to be as honest as, <laughs> yeah, as, you, so as you can. It's like you factor in all of that, his team chemistry, relationship with players, relationship with people around the league, how people view him. And then you factor in his contract and you're like, is he, is he 30, is he worth 33 more million dollars for a one year older Dwight Powell, who is very well liked among the team and has very good chemistry with Luka Doncic. And I think that's, that's the question you're asking. I mean, Dwight's under contract for next season at $11 million. You also factor in that last year, we said a while ago, Rudy's going to looking like a discount. (laughs) Well, you look at Rudy Gobert. In that 2025 season, we get the caps going up, all that stuff. 2025 season, he's making $46 million. He's going to be 34 years old. And it's like, I I mean, and are you ready to commit that much? How much of the cap? I mean, they say it's going to go up to like 122. What, what's that, like 35% of your cap or whatever it is, if that's what it is in 2025? Are you ready to commit 40-something? I mean, three of 30, those four. Yeah, 37%. So you would be trading and you would be getting him for four seasons, basically. 
And three of those four seasons, he's making over $40 million. That's a good chunk of your cap for a center for a guy who's not playing on the perimeter, that's not shooting a three-pointer. So you better be dang confident that he's going to be taking your team. And that's why you have to ask the question, can he can he perform in the playoffs? Can he get you to the title? Because you have to ask that question if you're paying him over $40 million. Absolutely. Here are the centers this year that are 34 years old or older. Al Horford is 35. JaVale McGee is 34. LaMarcus Aldridge and Dwight Howard are 36. DeAndre Jordan was 33 entering this year. Like mm. that's how he's I mean playing, it, he's it, playing great for Philly. It can go downhill for centers like that. Robin Lopez is 33. Brooke Lopez is 33. That's a good example. Boban is 33. Like those are the those are the only centers mm. in the entire NBA 33 years old or older heading into this year. And so that's what you'd be looking at for the last year of Rudy Gobert. 46 million dollars in the prime of Luca's career. Right, L- Luca would be how old would Luca be? 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. He'd be 27 years old in that last year of Gobert's deal. All of a sudden, like, what if the vibes are the same? Like him and him and him and Gobert, like Luca and Gobert work the same way as like him and Luca. It's just, you know, they, they don't really vibe. They don't really like each other. There's just some weird stuff there. What if it's the same stuff? And then the contract is the same but worse. Right? Then yeah. you're then all of a sudden you have the same exact problem you just had. Right. And so, you know, if, if Rudy Gobert is the only option for the maps to make a significant jump then I think they should probably go for it because your window is only so big. But if, you know, if you're able to be picky, if Nico Harrison is able to, to get somebody else, the whole reason why they got Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison and try to clear up some space here and get, you know, be more multiple with contracts is to get the perfect guide to be next to Luca. Is Rudy Gobert that? I don't think so. He'd be and, great. He'd be great. He'd probably average 20 points a game just, just next to Luke Kelly. <laughs> 20 points a game just on lobs. You know, like literally it would just be like 10 field goals made a game and 10 field goal attempts made per game. <laughs> just like dunk every time. The the margin for error would be so like the pressure would be so high if they trade for him. Yeah. Because if Rudy doesn't help the Mavericks get to the title, like get to the championship playing with Luka Doncic. Then his his trade value at at his age and for the position that he plays, making forty plus million dollars, will not be high at all. No. So if you trade for him, one, you're going to be giving up assets. So like, what does that deal even look like? Like Tim probably has to be in it. Then you're looking at either Dwight or Dinwiddie. Then you're probably at least looking at a pick, right? I mean, I'm just I'm just or guessing. Some, you could just could you do some kind of like sign and trade with Brunson? I guess, but even if you do that, so you're you're giving up you're giving up a couple key pieces to your for rotation sure. to your team, and you're committing to paying him for the forty plus million dollars for you know three at least three of those seasons, thirty seven for that first one. You're, that's just a big bet, right? Like that's a big bet for a guy for an upgrade over Dwight, and and that's the thing. It's like and if but if you think that that upgrade from Dwight. Is landing is getting is putting a ring on Luka Doncic's finger in Dallas? Then you make that risk, right? Like, I mean, that's that's the thing that you're asking yourself. And and for me, my answer, and I know this is going to be the cop out. I can't make it right now. Oh, come on, you teased I can't, it. No, no, no. I teased you it. Teased because it. I, I teased it. I can't make it because we got to see what happens in the playoffs. And I think this is my lesson for it is I don't think everybody has to have a take on this, on Rudy Gobert and Dallas right now. Let's see what happens. Let's see what a small ball. We've been, we said it after they made the Porzingis trade. 
This is a new way for them to go into the playoffs with Luka Doncic. They no longer have the big alongside Luka. Now they're going to the playoffs with this new way of this small ball, switchy, small, smaller center in Dwight. Let's see how far they go. If they go to the conference finals with Dwight as their center and they compete in six or seven games, you know what I'm saying? I don't want Rudy. Let's let's invest more on the perimeter. Let's invest let's get somewhere us, else. Yep. Yes, let's get another a better ball handler next to Luka. Let's see what made them not make the finals. If they go out in the first round and play Denver and they lose in five or six games and Jokic just torches Dwight and that's the pure reason why like we lose the rebounding battle so bad, we lose the paint battle so bad, they're scoring at will at the rim, Jokic is killing us, and we lose in five or six games, you know what I'm probably saying? Swing for Rudy Gobert. So I just, I have to see, you. we at least have to give it one, one shot, one playoff run to see what this new look Mavs team plays with Luka. Yeah, for me, I'm going to say no on Gobert because if we're if the Mavs are going to make that move, if they're going to make that move to say, hey, let's invest in a big center, I'd much rather be Miles Turner, right? Half the cost, yeah, half the cost, half the age. Like if you just want to compare them, you know, the age is much lower, and so your risk isn't as much. He's still a really good rim protector, you know, one of the best in the NBA. Yeah. So if you're going to make that risk, try it on a lower level than it would be to go all in on a, on Rudy Gobert. We have to give up multiple things and all that. Now maybe you don't have to. What if it's if it's Tim and Davis and the first round pick for Rudy Gobert, would you do that? <laughs> well, I did you do something it, crazy like that? I want to see what the playoffs look like, but also that's why I reserve a little bit of if they get bounced in the first round and then they go into the playoffs, or they go into the offseason, <laughs> they go into the offseason and the options to upgrade the roster is very limited. And then we know that there's a trade on the table for Rudy Gobert and they could take it. If if it's Rudy Gobert or nothing after another playoffs in which they lose in the first round, and let's say it is like a five or six games against a non-Clippers opponent, then I, w- I think I'd be more inclined to say, all right, let's swing for it. You don't get these opportunities that often. Yep. You get a defensive anchor, defensive player of the year to play with Luka. Now let's see. Let's go get a better meet. seed in the regular season, better first yeah. round opponent, and try and, to you know try to get there and, and try to go from there. And so I I hear that I hear the talent thing of like oh Dallas free agents all that stuff. I'm with you. I lean no right now, but I also want to wait for that full answer to see how they do in the playoffs. This has to be factored in too, and we'll end here. Oh. Do we want to be rooting for Rudy Gobert after we have just like slandered him so much? Oh. Like the entire MFFL fan base has just like like slandered this guy for years, and now all of a sudden he'd be welcomed in. Like it would be, it would be weirder than the DeAndre Jordan thing, right? Where DeAndre Jordan got completely slammed by everybody because he scorned the Mavs with that weird Blake Griffin, you know, chair against the door free agency situation. Cuban reportedly driving all over Houston with you know trying to text him. And would, this would be weirder if Mavs fans just accepted him. To think about Mavs fans against the series now against Utah <laughs> is hilarious to me because so many people are going to be like, well, do I say this? Do I, you know, like now everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be watching the takes on Twitter because oh, yeah. then it's like old takes, you know, exposed. Like, say, no, the- who's the, who's, who runs Mavs bad takes? That person's going to have a field day oh, if the Mavs yeah. sign Rudy Gobert or they <laughs> trade for Rudy Gobert after they beat him in the first round. Finding all the Gobert tweets and all that. But no, I mean, <laughs> We had to get this pot off now before we just roast him for a whole playoff series. <laughs> <laughs> little little pull, pull back the curtain there. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I still want Utah in the playoffs. So bring on, Utah, bring on the Utah's Mormons. A, Utah's a Utah's bad a bad city. <laughs> Rudy, get out of the bad city. You oh, know who, where else he should go is Atlanta.
Yeah, Atlanta see, would be great. Just like, him and just see him and Trey Young just, you know, whine about everything. He 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 needs to go Luca to Luca wines too, I get it. <laughs> yes, he does. He needs to go to a place where it's a playmaking guard. It's a pick and roll guard. It's a Trey Young. It's a Luka Doncic. Yeah. It's somebody like the, it's Charlotte with a LeBron Lamello. James. Uh, okay. I mean somebody that's good, but I he needs to go somewhere like that. And that's, that's first team all NBA LeBron right there for you. That's the <laughs> How many how many first team All NBA votes do you think LeBron gets? Ten, how at, le- at least ten, I think. Is how many? Phone, Kendrick Perkins phone, is putting him first team All NBA. How many phones is Clutch calling right now? <laughs> also, we love Bill Simmons, but Bill putting Trey over Steph was hilarious. To me. Ooh, that was some. That was a decision. <laughs> we do love Bill. All right, there you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Let us know in the comments what you think about Rudy Gobert. We will be back with the rest of the week. There's good games coming up for the Dallas Mavericks. We're excited about the Mavs finishing out the season. Go listen to the Lockdown NBA podcast. It's David Ramil and Matt Moore. Matt Moore finally putting Luka first team NBA because y'all bullied him. About time, Matt. Y'all bullied him into putting it. So go listen to them on Lockdown NBA. 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Oh, boom.